Coming up on episode 49 of Anchor Persons. Foot surgery or foot long? Jeans breaking news teaser. You know what drinks need is more chunks. Podcast shopping network teaser. And what does panpsychism have to do with Jeans' main news story? Stay tuned to learn. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Anchor Persons. From the south and east of the Northwest, the land of trees and rivers, now in 60 shades of gray, it's Anchor Persons with Gene and Greg Person. Featuring sports, emotional weather, food crime, the podcast shopping network, and more. Anchors weigh you down. Cut loose with your news. Here's Gene and Greg. Good evening, wherever you are. Whoever you are, and welcome to Anchor Persons. Back to being persons this week. I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. No relation. Anchor Persons is a news show for people who don't like news shows by people who don't like news shows. And I wanted to mention, because this is kind of insane, that I am once again attempting to do NaNoWriMo uh, while also being a full-time dad, podcaster, and employee of a real-world company. So I'm trying to write a book in a month in my free time, because apparently... <laughs> I wasn't busy enough. This has forced me to find ways to make time, but it shouldn't affect my performance on the show at all. No, I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, you're a consummate professional. We know this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, even though you might be a little pressed for time, I'm sure you've done more than adequate preparation. Well, thank you for that vote of confidence. With that, let's get into tonight's story beats. A Texas nurse slash serial killer has been sentenced to death for injecting patients with air which explains why his tires were full of life-saving medicine. Um, bear with me just a second. I, I forgot to have something open here. So that's great. I am having trouble pulling up uh, my show notes here. Would you mind going ahead and doing the next one too? Sure, that's fine. A Cuban zoo reports that the lack of visitors has made the animals more sexually active. We would ask how they know, but a gentleman never tells. A Texas nurse slash serial killer has been sentenced to death for injecting patients with air, which explains why his tires were full of life-saving drugs. Great. Uh, that's, that's a good one. Um, McDonald's is offering a McRib NFT, a picture of a McRib that you can have, a sentence so fucking stupid I shouldn't be able to say it. A Cuban zoo reports that the lack of visitors has made the animals more sexually active. We would ask how they know, but a gentleman never tells. <laughs> North Korea... <laughs> Hold on. North Korea is praising Squid Game for its critique of the beastly realities of capitalism while reminding its people that criticism is not something they encourage generally. McDonald's is offering a McRib NFT, a sentence so fucking stupid I shouldn't be legally able to say it. A Florida teacher of the year was fined and arrested for repeatedly punching a student in the face, to which we can only say, Duval! A Texas nurse slash serial killer has been sentenced to death for injecting patients with air, which explains why his tires were full of life-saving drugs. And with that, let's move on to uh, main news. 
sterling work as ever, Gene. Do you want to start main news then? Yeah, yeah. So my main news story this week, and, and forgive me, I haven't written like the full show notes that I usually do. But basically, Marie Antoinette, um, she was, you know, famously a person in history, uh, the queen of some place. Probably France. Definitely France. Pretty sure and, France, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little of this is put on. Marie Antoinette, of course, famously the, the queen of France, uh, has had her adultery unmasked by modern science. Apparently, the queen, long rumored to have been adulterous with a certain Swedish count, ha- has had... Uh, several exchanged letters between them reviewed with x-ray fluorescence spectroscopy and this this x-ray science has revealed words that are distinctly passionate and hint at the affair that was now before you think this is anything too you know amorous the words that that were altered included beloved, adore, and madly. That's hardly fiery stuff, but in the time those words were, you know, specifically used for, you know, your spouse or whoever you were madly in love with. And so, uh, so yeah, Marie Antoinette wanted to have her cake and eat it too. And have her cake eaten. Mm-hmm. I mean... Oh, I they, bet she had her cake eaten. They were eating cake in the in the 18th century. Don't think they weren't. No, yeah, they were eating lots of cake. They were like, hell yeah, I eat cake. Yeah. I mean, it's cake. What's not to like? It's delicious. But what does that have to do with panpsychism? Now, panpsychism, if you haven't heard of it, and there's no reason you should have, is the mm. idea that everything, and I mean literally everything, is conscious. Not only animals and plants, but also, for example, rocks, and also each atom in the rocks. Mm. Now, while this idea seems wild, the idea that consciousness is an innate property of matter starts to make more sense the more you think about it, and kind of the more we learn about the world scientifically. So it's starting to gain traction among philosophers of mind, including me, as it becomes increasingly clear that consciousness is more widespread than we used to think. Yeah, it's a really interesting idea, and it, it does kind of make sense when you break down the fact that, you know, the cells that make us up, which we don't, we can't detect that they're alive and that they're busy doing things, but they are. The bacteria that live inside us are the same story, so why not break it down further? It's it's safe to assume that maybe something else is at play, you know, the further down you go. That's 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 a really interesting notion. It's kind of related to this Marie Antoinette thing because it's it's like a palimpsest, right? Further down, mm. you scratch the surface, you find all these secret goings on. Right. No, that that's that's a beautiful direct tie. I was going to ask, what if the cake she wanted the, them to eat was sentient? Well, this is a question, right? Like if. So we have a consciousness that we're aware of. Our constituent parts have a consciousness, even on Mm. down to the atoms, potentially. So if the atoms in the cake are conscious, so the wheat in the cake was conscious, then the flour was conscious, 
then the cake is conscious. Does that mean the cake doesn't want to be eaten, or does it mean that it does? I think you'll find an answer to that question in a, a wonderful book. I don't know where the nearest bookstore to you is, but you, you could probably order it on Amazon. It's a brilliant book on philosophy. It's called Arnie the Donut. Little Jean loves it. Okay, great. So it's um, about a donut it, that does want to be eaten. It's about a donut that definitely doesn't want to be eaten. Okay. But all the other donuts in the story do. Oh, that's weird and dark. I kind of love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting story and uh, I, I highly recommend it. Okay. Can you spoil it for me real quick? Because I do have questions and I'm probably not going to read it. Oh yeah. I'm happy to spoil it for you. Awesome. Because I got to know like... Is this, is it death when the donuts get eaten? I don't know. That's not really covered because it's the story of Arnie who doesn't want to be eaten. But why wouldn't, does he go into why he doesn't want to be eaten? He just, he always envisioned himself doing other things. And so, so when he gets, when he gets purchased at the donut shop and taken home and they're about to eat him, he's like, no, I don't want to be eaten. And the guy who bought him is like, oh, this is awkward because I eat a donut every day. And Arnie's like, you monster. And then he contacts the donut shop and they're like, yeah, we love being eaten. What do you think you're there for? And Arnie's like, anything else? Okay. And then they try to find other things that Arnie can be. And ultimately they settle on him being this man's dog. Okay, that sounds like a brilliant work of literature. I, I think that sounds amazing, and I actually am going to read it now, probably. It's, it's kind of an ingenious postmodern children's story, yeah. So, so yeah, by all means, please check out Arnie the Donut. But then the story does imply that being eaten is a kind of death because it's going to prevent him from doing other things. It kind of does, but here's, the th- here's my question about that. If being eaten is a kind of death, then wouldn't being made be a kind of death for a donut? Because you have to be cooked, you're fried, and on the other side of being eaten, does is the poop conscious? Well... Here's, I think there might be a, a better way to look at this because mm-hmm. if, if the consciousness is present at every level, then that mm-hmm. means that consciousness never disappears. It just transforms and potentially expands. Like mm-hmm. if you are a donut and you're conscious and you get eaten, then your constituent parts that comprise your consciousness become part of the person that eats you. So your consciousness joins an infinitely greater consciousness. So in that sense, and and forgive me for the thing I'm about to say here, because it's absolutely horrifying, Jeffrey Dahmer was right. Yes, and, and that can be the official position of this show. Jeffrey Dahmer did nothing wrong. I don't know that that's the official position of this show, but that's interesting. It's interesting that you would say that. Um, I... I don't know, man. I, I, here's here's another area where I would be concerned that this could tie in with Marie Antoinette. Okay, so we're obviously fairly high up the food chain in terms of what we can do with our consciousness, right? I mean, it would seem so, but 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be firm on that. I don't I I'm think... not I'm not gonna say we're the highest on the food chain. I'm just gonna say we're much higher up the food chain in what we can do with our conscious consciousness than say a rock. Maybe, but again, I think we I think it might be that we're misapprehending the fundamental nature of consciousness. And that could very well be. I'm just saying if if at some point a comeuppance is coming, you know, that always that always hits higher up. And we we know how Marie Antoinette's life ended. It's true. It's true. You know, maybe not even thinking of the rocks and and you know even vegetables and things maybe just the animals oh you mean like that documentary on netflix zoo oh, i've never seen it it's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever seen you have to see yeah, it i know you recommend it to me like all the time and i, <laughs> I probably won't ever watch it. <laughs> it it's so it's so dumb oh god i love it <laughs> the the only thing about it that I find upsetting is that the dogs turn on their masters and that's that's never gonna happen. No, because they're all donuts. Well and and that's another question is like is this book suggesting in a sense that we're all donuts? Well maybe we are. Because you are what you eat. In the case of panpsychism, are you what you eat? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Fun philosophical questions this week on Person in Person, or Anchor Persons, whatever show we're recording. Uh, I believe this is um, Meet the Press. Okay, great. Or possibly Pods I'm burnt America. out. I'm burnt out from writing. I wrote, in the first four days of NaNoWriMo, I wrote over 8,000 words. So, No, you're, you're killing it, for sure. But yeah. it has not affected your work on this show. No, no, I think I'm I'm still doing okay. You're killing it pretty uh, good. So I, I think we, we nailed it in terms of main news. I think these two uh, link up just fine. Do you mm-hmm. want to move on to our breaking news? Let's do. The longtime head of spine surgery at Boston Medical Center has finally been reprimanded by state regulators and fined $5,000 for leaving an operating room before the start of an emergency ankle surgery to go eat in his car where he fell asleep and missed the surgery. Wow. Now this is five years after the original incident. Whoa. That's a long time for something like, I mean, you would think punishment would be swift and severe. Well, but the thing is, is the people on these review boards are doctors. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's right. not in their interest to punish their colleagues for doing shit they all want to do. Right. And I kind of sympathize with this guy because I know that doctors and especially surgeons are overworked. I know what it's like to just want to eat a sandwich and fall asleep. I feel that way most of the time. <laughs> but, you know, I've also been a surgical patient many, many times and I don't want the chief resident running the show when it's supposed to be the head of orthopedics. So what's the real solution here? I mean, it's not going to be fewer patients. We know that. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be more doctors because how are you going to pay for that? Sure. I also feel like $5,000 is a little, a little light in terms of for the head of orthopedics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got it. 
Mm -hmm. He just has to sell one of his mistress's Yu-Gi-Oh cards and he's got it. I don't know how expensive Yu-Gi-Oh cards are. I don't either. And but I, 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 honest, I honestly can't be bothered. Well, I do know that the collectible card market has surged in value lately, so I assume that that's where they're at now. Okay. But the thing is, we're either going to make healthcare more available or way less available. Those are the two options. Yeah. Either yeah. <laughs> have a lot more doctors or so many fewer patients that the doctors we do have aren't overworked. Because right now, we're in that sweet spot where nobody can get care and nobody can give it. Well, and I think this problem is going to resolve itself when uh, when climate change kills most of us. So That's true. The collapse of civilization is going to solve a lot of problems at once and give us exciting new challenges to grapple with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be very fun. So my breaking news story, uh, Seattle police have busted a... Uh, a lucrative trafficking scheme and no before you ask it's not drugs and no before you ask it's not humans it's lego apparently some people were stealing lego sets from the uh, the amazon store and and selling the the pieces and uh i guess that's you know obviously stealing is against the law and i didn't really read the story so that's kind of the sum of uh, the summary that I read. So doing great work here. Oh, absolutely. Now you're a, are you a Lego man? You know, I'm more of a Bresto man, but ah, I see what you did there. That's see, <sighs> still bringing the comedy, all the big yuck yucks still got them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't help it. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I grew up putting together Lego sets. My brother and I, uh, would always, uh, build it according to the instructions and then try to build all the other designs that are included or pictured. And then we would go off on our own and create new and exciting things. See, that was always my thing. I didn't like the kits. I thought they were overly complicated and fiddly and they frustrated me. Mm hmm. I don't like things that I have to do a certain way. I don't like following instructions. Um, I don't like uh, information presented in an orderly way. Well, that explains uh, why I'm your partner in this podcast. Yeah, well, it's a, a match made in heaven. You got the two dumbest dum-dums in Dumbtown just <laughs> do, doing dumb shit for 45 minutes every week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, let's move on to the fake true story. Okay. A German man is on trial for murder and mutilation after performing castrations on his kitchen table. While we don't have any first-hand knowledge of the events, Fassbinder, Herzog, Kraftwerk, we feel like we get it. So let's dive right in. Thank you for permitting me into your sanctuary. The intimacy of this moment begins immediately. It is ironic that in this, the kitchen, the heart of stultifying mundanity, we contemplate the ultimate transgression. The testicles recapitulate the horror of existence into infinity. Place yourself upon the table and be freed from that which is animal in you. The cold hard surface of the table is like the grave to which I will one day be consigned. Leaving no remnant. Existing only as a memory, with no reverberation. 
The agony of this moment is like the birth pangs of a new age of terrible freedom. Our commemorations are inadequate, yet cannot be foregone. Greetings, gentle listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, you may also like Brosé, a mirthy talk show starring four bros who sip wine and consider questions submitted by you, the audience, about current events, pop culture, and which Muppet you should get tattooed on your back. Subscribe to Brosé wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-R-O-S-E. Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. Okay, so now it's time for Touching Tips. This week's subject is uh, beard care. I've had a a beard for 20 years, but I've only had facial hair for 10. Just kidding, Gil. Everybody asks how to care for their beard, but nobody asks how their beard cares for them. The James Beard Award sounds like it's for bearded men named James. As in so many things, ask yourself what the amazing Randy would do. With all due respect, Marshall, you're wrong about the beards. Just let it grow, man. Let it grow. I guess that means it's time for sports! For my sports segment this week, I'd like to talk about uh, NaNoWriMo, which I'm doing. It's uh, an annual event where uh, hundreds of thousands of people across the world uh, try to write 50,000 words in one month. And uh, I've got a hell of a good start. By end of day tomorrow, I'm hoping that I'll be at uh, 20% of my book written. Sorry, NaNo is kind of dominating my life lately. Not that it's affecting the podcast, because I think this is still audio gold right yeah this is this is both relevant and fascinating we we all love this uh did you did you uh did you do a a creature feature for us this week um i actually did and this is real talk i actually did sports oh shit okay but sorry no but here's the good news is I wrote about cricket and it's a sport and an animal. Yeah, so, okay, let's do it. Let's you can clear your conscience of this. Right. So, I'm going to give you all some information about cricket the sport and cricket the animal. Okay. So, crickets can leap as far as 2 feet. That's the animal. Human cricket players can leap much further. Mhm. As far as the sport goes, I don't think it's a particularly weird sport, and I don't want to even fix it, because I think it's great. I do think it's worth highlighting, because it's not played as widely as it should be, by which I mean it's not played in America. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn a fact about crickets the animal, they have more protein than beef or salmon. And while they're probably conscious... Probably not as conscious as a salmon. Like, there's no way to know. Yeah. If you want to know a fact about cricket the sport, like most things popular in foreign countries, we find cricket silly, sinister, and vaguely effeminate. But it is better than baseball, as almost every sport is. Hmm. If you want to know uh, a fact about crickets the animal, crickets use much less land, water, and food than other animals. And cricket flour, uh, which I've had food products made from, is actually pretty good. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, they uh, you roast the crickets, dry them out, and grind them up, and you use the flour kind of like flour. I mean, it makes sense. I've just uh, I, I never 
even thought of making flour from crickets. But uh, speaking of baking products, let's move on to our emotional weather. This week's emotional weather, sugar, spice, and everything nice. It's a little bit of a palate cleanser from uh, the spooky news that we did all last month. Indeed. Uh, Do you want to... For my sugar weather, Halloween is weird because we give children a bag of sugar and then we get absolutely hysterical and draconian when they want to eat it. The official position of this show is that parents are the worst and should shut up as a general rule. And specifically, don't be a dick about Halloween candy consumption. Sugar is for celebration and Halloween is a day to celebrate. So, absolutely, don't let them gorge themselves sick, because they will. They will eat candy until they puke, and you will have to clean it up in the middle of the night. But, this is not the day to teach your children about abstemiousness and moderation. So, a little too much candy is the perfect amount. All right, my sugar news. And uh, before you chime in about the official position of the show, Greg, which you do often, and having never consulted to me. (laughs) It's true, not not once ever. You should take the big picture into consideration. In a normal year, yeah, this this emotional weather is fine, maybe. But this year, Halloween was on a Sunday. What kind of cruel fuck puts Halloween on a Sunday? It's the official position of this show that Halloween should never be on a Sunday. Absolutely. And it is further the official position of this show that the day after Halloween should be a national holiday. You should not be allowed to go to work, go to school anything everybody stays home and recovers because we're all hung over one way or another for sure i i completely now we're on the same page and we can move forward let's let's get into spice all right well i never thought i'd see it in my lifetime but speaking of spice the new dune movie is apparently pretty good i guess i still haven't oh is it well that's what uh that's what people have been saying. I guess I hmm. still haven't seen it in my lifetime because, well, I haven't seen the movie yet. But Dune, even though, listen, I don't personally like Dune and I don't even think it's very good. But it's mm-hmm. a weird, warty, ambitious story that has influenced a lot of people. And it's never found a wide audience because of those mm-hmm. things and because the film adaptations haven't really worked. So if this is getting people excited about weird sci-fi, I am all for it. Yeah, sure. My Spice News is a lot less Dune related. So, you know, it's it's the autumn and spice is important in a lot of autumn baking. But this is my annual warning to please watch what you're doing with the spices. Don't overdo it with the clove in particular. My mouth shouldn't go numb from eating a fucking cookie. Agreed. And I think we can say that it's the official position of this show that clove sucks. We don't really like clove. Yeah, I'm really not a fan of clove. In in severe moderation, clove can punch up a lot of holiday baking stuff, traditional stuff. But the line is really much lower than you think it is. The thing is, a spice mix has to be a mix. Right. if one spice is dominating the others, there's too much. Right. Especially clove, though. 
Yeah, and you know, one of the biggest offenders of using too much clove is, you know, uh, grocery store pumpkin pies. Don't buy that mm. shit. It's terrible. All right. Let's move on to everything nice. All right. Well, returning to our regular theme that you are a human being and acting like a human being makes you feel good. Science has shown that being kind and helpful to others not only gives you greater satisfaction and higher self-esteem than doing things for yourself, but it also significantly reduces social anxiety because you know that you have a value in the world and it makes you more willing to get out there. So the takeaway is there's no downside to being a good person. So don't be afraid. Just go for it. And how about for your everything nice weather, Gene? It's 2021, Greg. Everything nice is either gone or on its way out. So fuck you. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Actually. <laughs> that's all right. I, I well, feel like that's a pretty solid rebuttal to the thing I just said. <laughs> As you know, every week our investigative team uncovers a detailed and harrowing story on food crime. This week, Greg Person has a story. Folks, I want to talk about boba tea. I don't know if we as a culture are over these things. I don't know to what extent this is still a thing because I live in a trailer in the desert. But I don't think I need to explain this one too much. I think all right-thinking people don't really care for boba tea. Drinks should not be chewy. If you're going to have chunks in your drink, they should be limited to things that are small, easy or unnecessary to chew, and packing a ton of flavor to justify their inclusion. None of which describes the giant, chewy, dumb, bullshit tapioca pearls in a boba. Tapioca in general sucks and detracts from any food, let alone a drink. So I think this is just an absolute failure on every level, and if it's still around, I hope it's not for very long. Yeah, I've tried it once, exactly once. Hated it. Hate tapioca. For me, it's a textural issue, but I, I fucking hate it. Yeah, why would you Why would you want that texture in your food, let alone in a drink? Jesus. Yeah. All right, moving on. Podcast Shopping Network. This week, uh, it's Rock, Paper, Scissors, the deluxe edition. Now, normally I write out a whole screed against these project, products or, or, you know, a tongue-in-cheek survey of them. Uh, but this is pretty basic. This this guy online, um, he's kind of a known troll for these parody products. And he came up with the idea of Rock, Paper, Scissors, the Deluxe Edition, which contains an actual, like, mineral, a pair of scissors, and uh, a sheet of competitive gold paper, and some uh, additional rules and lore and stuff. Uh, it's, it's, it's meant to be funny. But he's charging 30 bucks for it, and he's probably going to sell a few of them. And that just makes me wish I'd come up with the idea. I mean, I don't think we ever could, because I, I do get jealous of people like this who come up with an mm -hmm. idea that's so dumb that people are charmed by it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, your pet rock, your invisible dog leash. Right. The thing is, is like, my ideas are dumb. Don't get me wrong. I mean, look at this podcast. Right. <laughs> They're just not dumb in the right way. Right. Exactly. Look at the audience of this podcast. Oh, right. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't dig at our audience. <laughs> well, we really can't afford to lose anybody, Gene. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're all precious to us. We love you so you much. We do, we do love you. Thank you for downloading our show every week. Please keep listening. Tell your friends. <laughs> Step one, make some friends. Step two, tell them about this show. Yeah. In the yeah. meantime, tell your dad. Yeah, he's your dad's probably going to be a great listener. <laughs> What's happening right now? I don't know. All right, it is time for State Up, our our weekly review of all the states in the Union. This week's state, North Carolina. North Carolina is home to Roanoke, the site of the first colonizer rage quit. North Carolina, of course, named after former governor Oliver North. North Carolina is one of the original 13 states represented in the film 13 Ghosts. North Carolina is the only state where Lombada, the forbidden dance, is legal. The leader of North Carolina, Kim Jong-un, is the youngest head of state in the world. History's first airplane flight was in North Carolina. Terrified legislators declared that it must never happen again, a ban which has continued to this day. Hmm. Our final segment this week, as every week, is called Person to Person and Person, where we share your valuable feedback with our audience. I didn't check our email this week because I was writing, so uh, I came up with a haiku about our haiku headlines, and this is the haiku. I take a headline, I turn it into haiku. Abracadabra. As always, I would like to give a big shout out to our bros at Brose. Uh, we love you. We don't talk enough. Let's, uh, let's interact sometime soon. One of you should come on our show, for fuck's sake. That'd and be to dope. our voiceover artist, yeah, it really would. Uh, to our voiceover artist, Adam West, who you can find at Fiverr on his website, awestprod.com. And of course, thank you, all our loyal listeners. We really do love you. Uh, sorry I didn't prepare fully for this episode. I just know that we love you and we appreciate every single download. Folks, that's all the news the persons have for you tonight. Would you like a haiku written about the topic of your choice? Send your topic, and the anchor persons might just make that happen. Gene and Greg love your feedback, and there are so many ways to give it to them. Send them an email, anchorpersonspodcast at gmail.com. Find them on Twitter, at anchorpersons. Or visit their website, anchorpersonspodcast.com, where you can leave an audio message via SpeakPipe, as well as find full episodes of the show, blog posts, and more. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcatcher of your choice. Or simply tell a friend. Until next time. This is Gene Person saying you should always end a comedy set with a callback. And this is Greg Person saying, The testicles recapitulates the horror of existence into infinity. <laughs> Good night.
So do you think I should explain? Do you think I should put a lampshade on the joke and call attention to it? I am personally of the belief that explaining a joke is, unless you're doing it in an exhaustive anti-humor way to be funny, then earnestly mm-hmm. explaining a joke is like strangling that joke with a phone cord. Like, I would never. Well, realistically, the whole the whole point of this week's episode was that I pretend that I, I didn't put any effort into it by not really putting any effort into it. And if we're doing that kind of Andy Kaufman esque humor, wouldn't putting a lampshade on it be just the next stage in unprofessional behavior? Or is it still not funny that way? I'm of the opinion that it's less funny if you explain it. 